Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies. You're listening to The Jan Price Show, all about movies. And today, my guest is Tony Award-winning actor, Reed Burney. And we're going to be wow. talking about his recently Gotham Independent Film Award nomination for Outstanding Supporting Performance in the movie Mass, which is what we're going to be talking about today. So congratulations on your nomination. Thank you. It was flabbergasting. I never in a million years expected it. So it was a very nice thing. It is. It is. It's. Um, I mean, it's very exciting. You know, that's a that's a pretty big award. So it's uh, it's nice, and it's nice. This movie is starting to get a lot of recognition, and it's starting to get some Oscar buzz. So that's also very exciting too. And it's a, just a wonderful film. Oh my God! I you know brought my tissues. Thank God. <laughs> so yes. I, it's, it's really something. I don't. I I saw it the other night on the big screen with an audience for the very first time, and it's an overwhelming experience. Even even for me, who's in it. I've never seen anything like it, honestly. I haven't either. What was it like with an audience? That would, that would be really interesting to be a little fly well, on the it, wall. Yeah, it was certainly meant to be seen in a theater with, with an audience. So, uh, And I'd seen it many times, you know, on my computer or small screens. Um, it was beautiful. It was beautiful People to see people touched in such a profound way by it. It's very gratifying. I don't think we ever, when we were making the movie, the four of us, and Dowd, um, Jason Isaac, Isaacs, Martha Plimpton, and, and, and I, I don't think we ever do the thing that actors do where we sit and fantasize about the reception of the movie. You know, if you've got a spare minute, actors are like, how do you think we're going to do? Maybe we get, we never did that. Um, I think because we were so excited about making the movie and so thrilled with this beautiful script and this these beautiful parts that we um, we just love being in the moment. It's it, it's an actor's film. There's no question about that. It's all about you know the actors and Fran Krantz, uh, who was the writer director of this. He's also an actor too. Um, he wrote what. He's a wonderful actor. Oh yeah, he he wrote this specifically for you. Out of all the roles, he, he had you in mind. And he wrote this for you. So what was that like for you to know that he had actually written it for you? Well, it was incredibly flattering. He sent it to me in an email in October of 18. And, uh, you know, actors are always writing scripts. And usually they're not so good. I don't know, in my experience. So I opened it with some trepidation, knowing that, that Fran had never written anything before, not really knowing what to expect. I certainly didn't expect it to be as polished and beautiful and complicated and rich as it is. Uh, it's an astonishing first screenplay. I feel like not since Orson Welles and Citizen Kane has there been a screenwriting and directing debut like this. Wow. Wow. That says a whole lot. It really does. So our audience knows what we're talking about. Why don't you tell them a little bit about what Mass is about? Mass is a new movie uh, that's just coming out uh, across the country um, about two couples who agree to meet six years after a school shooting. And uh, our, cu- uh, our couple is Ann Dowd and, and I. Our son, Hayden, shot their son, Martha Plimpton and Jason Isaacs. And they have asked to meet with us for closure and healing and understanding. And um, 
I would say we're all reluctant to be there, but we are also out of options, all of us. We know we need to be there. My character, Richard, is probably the least enthusiastic about being there. I think he doesn't he's he spent six years being judged and parsed over and written about and i think he is um sick of all of it i think he doesn't feel like he can possibly win so uh he comes in with the barest amount of enthusiasm about being you know he really feels like he's the first thing he says is i have to leave in an hour and his attitude is i'll answer what do you want Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Goodbye. I think it's how he feels. And in a real way, I feel like Richard of the four of us is the most tragic character because he really does not take advantage of this opportunity to look at his feelings and heal. First, um, we're having a little audio difficulty here. Okay, hopefully it's are you, better. Are you now. hearing me? Yeah, um, I'm not sure what's going on, but anyhow, we'll we'll continue to go and see what happens. And, and okay, okay, uh, yeah. And can you repeat that last part because it was so beautiful? How about how he was? How he well? Was- um, I, I I think Richard, my character, is the most tragic character in the in the movie because he is. Um, absolutely unwilling to look at his feelings and take advantage of this opportunity of meeting with the other family to look at his feelings, to examine his feelings and heal. And so he leaves virtually unchanged. And it's really, I think, a cautionary tale about what happens when you don't deal with grief. Right, right, right. I think, you know, it's interesting because um, a great, it's a great cast. I mean, you know, it's oh, just it's Jason Isaacs in, in a role that we don't kind of see him in, you know, often. And Ann Dowd, who's always amazing and wonderful. And Martha Plimpton, the same thing, always wonderful and amazing. And uh, it was just great, you know, chemistry between all of you and the way you were. But your role, and I think that's, you know, when I read that you had gotten the nomination, the Gotham Award nomination, it's like your role is the hardest one because you're right. You don't get to really, everybody else is expressing their feelings and lots of things change, you know, transpire. Yes. But your your character doesn't. I mean. He is determined, he is determined to not change. And it's really heartbreaking. Yeah, and it's hard. It's hard as an actor to, to to play that. Well, you know, it is hard in one on one hand, but on the other hand, it's actually thrilling because I have a very clear obstacle to play um, in in holding in everything. So, anytime there's an impulse as an actor, I think we as actors sort of love to cry and and get upset, um, and so any sort of impulse I might have as an actor to take it to that place, that's not who he is. So I really have to keep it all buttoned in mm-hmm. and, um, and wonderful things happen when you uh, do that. When you actually, I remember I once saw a movie um, and the, the actor in it got really upset and he started kicking a file cabinet and uh, something about it rang so false to me. And I thought, yeah, it's actors love to kick file cabinets. I think I'm much more interested in the man who wants to kick a file cabinet and can't, who won't let himself kick the file cabinet. 
um, because then that behavior all comes out in some other really interesting, unexpected way. Mm-hmm. So the audience, how did the audience respond to, to it when you well, were... Well, <laughs> there was lots of crying and lots of sniffling. And um, I ran, you know, when I was out in the lobby afterwards, several of, of the audience members recognized me and we had a really beautiful conversation just about how important the movie was to them. Right. I think the movie does something that a lot of movies don't do anymore and maybe never did. I think it really, um, it's a serious movie. It's a life-affirming movie, as, as grim a watch as it can be, dealing with parents losing children and school shootings. You know, it's very challenging in that way. But the reward is huge because I think Fran was determined to not have it be a downer. It was determined Mm -hmm. to have us take away at the end that these are ordinary people in extraordinary circumstances who rise to the occasion and to let us know that we all can do extraordinary things if we let ourselves. You know, when, when these horrible murders happen, I know the first thing I think is how are these parents ever going to survive? Because it's inconceivable how you could survive. And yet people do. Not everybody does, but people do. People become determined to move forward. And, um, and I think that's really what Fran is talking about. It, it is in the context of a school shooting, but in a, in a very real way, it doesn't matter what brings them to this room. It's about people who need to heal and their willingness to heal. And we all have something we want to be forgiven for, and we all have people we need to forgive. And uh, I think that's really what the movie is addressing. Yes, it's it's all about forgiveness and everything. I think you know when we start carrying all of that, you know, whatever it may be, anger or whatever, and we it, it only is detrimental to us, not to the other person. So forgiveness. How really, to find out? <laughs> yeah, really, how it affects our health and everything yeah. else. You know, who knew? Is, yeah, who knew? Who knew right? <laughs> you know, but, but what it was, you know, one of the things that you know. I think many of us don't really think about is the parents of someone who is the shooter and what well, they're going through because they've, especially if their child also died in, in, in the incident. Um, but yes. they've, they've, they're being vilified as you show. And, um, and we don't think about that. You know, we don't think about they have, they've lost just as much, if not more. And right. They, they have lost their beloved child. And then they have the guilt and the shame right. of having um, raised a murderer. Um, two completely, seemingly irreconcilable uh, feelings. And um, I've never seen a movie that talks about that. No, um, I haven't either. I've never seen a, a play that talks about that. I know God of Carnage, which I've never seen, I know addresses sort of school bullying, which is, you know the same kind of thing uh, to a lesser degree but um, this is this is four people at a table for 95 minutes no escape there's no escaping the room and that's one of the most thrilling things about it people tell me that they are on the edge of their seats mm-hmm. watching it as if it were die hard mm-hmm. um, you just you're so anxious about what's going to happen right it's a beautiful, beautiful movie. I'm so proud to be in it, and I, I really hope everybody goes to see it. 
Well, I, I hope so, too, because, you know, and it sounds like when you say, oh, well, it's four people sitting in a room at a table, people go, oh, really? That's got to be boring. But oh, it's not anything oh, but. <laughs> it's anything but. So it, it's, it's ex- when, yeah, when the four of us got the script, I think Jason specifically, but all of us sort of thought, how in the world is that going to work? Yes, we have My Dinner with Andre and we have 12 Angry Men. We have, there are movies that take place in a room. Mm-hmm. Um, but to have this take place in a room and deal with the intensity of the subject matter is uh, unprecedented, I think. I, agree. I definitely agree. I agree. So you, you and Dowd plays your wife in this film, and you both were what, in The Handmaid's Tale? Is that what you yes, were in, both in? Yes, in, in uh, this, this past season. Yes, did, so did you work directly was, with her in in, in I did, scenes? I did, and it was sort of a, an outreach of, or a happenstance from having done mass i ran into elizabeth moss at sundance in january of 2020 we had just made mass and i i knew elizabeth from new york and i said i just made this movie with Anne," and she said oh i know and then she says i said which i don't remember saying i'd love to be on handmaid's tale i'd never watched handmaid's tale at that point my family had um so she she went back to toronto in the script for our episode was on her desk and as she was reading she thought oh I, Reed would actually be good in me <laughs> so that's how it works that's how show business that's works that's how it works it's who you know who <laughs> you meet in Sundance this film also premiered at Sundance this yes, past did. year it's January did you go um, or did you do the virtual well it was all virtual this year right that's right yeah disappointing yes because it would have been such a good time yeah. to be there and see it premiere right. in a big screening with right. everybody yeah they're but, getting- um, you know, but the, I will say the response to it at Sundance was so thrilling. It got the best reviews of any movie at Sundance this year, wow. and uh, it wasn't in competition. But um, it really was so thrilling to have it finally out there and to have this sort of fantasy response come true. It's it's I wonder and this year they're going to be doing the hybrid. I think more and more festivals are going to continue to do the virtual yes, and and, and in person. So. And I think we'll see that from now on. I think it's broadened the audience. The more people, are, it makes well, the whole experience yeah. more available. Although I love going to Sundance and being there, and you know, being in the snow and trudging around and all of that. Yes, yes, yeah, it's it's it, great. It is, but I think there are many things from the pandemic that will stick around i think zoom certainly definitely turns out is going to be wish i'd put some money in zoom i know <laughs> great all, all, i think oh, we all did oh well, oh, well. <laughs> who knew who knew so well you're working on another ex- very exciting film why we couldn't get you on earlier is that you're in a new film called the menu and you've, it's yes. got a great cast it's got uh rafe fines anna taylor joy uh, you know she's the you know the hot actress of the moment and uh nicholas holt it's a talk a little bit about that oh i just got back on monday from savannah where we were filming and i've been there for two months and i will tell you i had one of the all-time great times of my life and career making this movie um it's uh, uh, rafe plays a chef at a very exclusive restaurant on an island and he invites 12 people to come for the meal of their lives and once we're all there turns out he's got a bone to pick with each of us <laughs> and uh, it gets very agatha christie Ooh. and um hijinks ensue it's some of it is very funny and then it gets pretty terrifying oh it, and interesting. because all of us are in the room the whole time uh it's very richard altman robert 
Robert Altman. And um, and it sort of felt like we were doing a play in a way because we really became a company, which was great. Oh, it's Wonderful sounds. people, wonderful actors. John Leguizamo, Janet McTeer, Judith Light. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, just, just great people. Oh, it sounds, I can't wait to see that one. We'll have you back on to talk about that one oh, a wonderful. little bit more too. Well, that. That's the way I feel about Mass too. It, it feels like a play. Yes, it, it uh, in its lifetime, it was a play for a period of time because it's, you know, it seems quite obvious. It's four people sitting at a table. But the truth is, um, it's really better as a movie because you can come in so close and you, uh, it's as our producer said to Fran when he decided to turn it into a film, it's too intimate for a play. Mm-hmm. And so you get to have the glory of close-ups. If we if it had been a play, we would have all sort of had to be on one side of the table and you'd have to find reasons for people to get up and walk around. And um, that would just dilute the power of the four of us trapped at that table together. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I can exactly. I can see exactly what you're saying. You, yeah. fil- you filmed this in Idaho. So what was, and you had a very short filming schedule, right? 14 days was, or something like that? It was two weeks from top to bottom. About three and a half or four days were spent with the opening and closing of the movie. So we really, we only had eight days sitting at the table with the four of us. But we shot in chronological order, which was fantastic That's and great. essential. Mm-hmm. Um, we shot about 10 pages a day. So we knew each day that this was the ending point. We had to end when the sun went down because of the windows in the room. So we knew five o'clock, we were done. And then we all went out to dinner and laughed our heads off and then went back to somebody's hotel room and ran lines for the next day. It was like the most glorious actor camp ever. That sounds like it sounds like a great time. I mean, again, oh with these God. great... And it's it's good that you all got along so well, too, because if you didn't, then that could have been a disastrous I know. experience. And, and there were so many miraculous things about it. We all liked each other enormously. We have remained deep, beloved friends as a result of it. Um, the weather was fantastic because it was November. We could have had snow, which would have really screwed us up looking out the window. Why is there so snow suddenly? Um, so many things worked in our favor. Um, and it just, I'm sure that Fran and the producers had their um, nightmares behind the scenes, but none of us ever knew about them. It's great. And Fran did such a wonderful job. This was his first film, writing and directing. So what, what, and as I said, he's an actor. How was that experience for you? Well, him? I, I, I know he's a wonderful actor because I've seen him in Kings. He was in Death of a Salesman with Philip Seymour Hoffman oh, wow. playing Bernard, and he was terrific. And then he was in this revival of You Can't Take It With You with James Earl Jones, where he was the juvenile, and he was so charming and delightful. He, was, he played the Jimmy Stewart role in the movie and he was like Jimmy Stewart and he was completely adorable completely captured the style you know and yet was incredibly modern at the same time really difficult not everybody can do that and uh, so I knew he was a wonderful actor um, and had great great taste so that reassured all of us I think he couldn't have written this beautiful script if he weren't a a real artist and so um, he was a very gentle director because he's an actor he knows exactly how to talk to us when to push and when to let us go, um, you know, what to share, what not to share. It was really great. We had two and a half days of rehearsal in New York about three weeks before we left for Idaho, which was fantastic. We did, it was what we in the theater call table work, where we sit at the table and read the script and ask questions and make suggestions. And But mostly we knew that we had a big, important job to do mm-hmm. that was going to re- involve a lot of trust and vulnerability. So those two and a half days were really about bonding. And then we had three weeks in which to let it all percolate. 
with each other in our heads as we worked on the script. So we knew when we arrived in Idaho who we were going to be with, and it was we were ready to go. That's great. And that, well, that's what made it so streamlined because you already, you know, were able yeah, to, to very smart a friend. Yeah, to start from that. Had you ever met Jason Isaacs or Ann Dowd or Martha Plimpton prior to this experience? I knew Martha a little bit from New York, um, just a handful of times. I had done a reading with her, and we'd had a great time. And then I saw her in London when I was doing the Humans there in uh, 2018. So um, and we hung out a, a little bit, but nothing like what we went through. Um, but I knew her well enough to call her up and, you know, talk about stuff. And um, there was a sort of a complicated casting process after I was cast. I think Martha was next and then Jason. And then Fran was really um, taking a little while to, to cast Anne. So there was a lot of like, what about this? What about that? And then when Anne became available, it was like, oh, that's problem solved right yeah. there. Yeah. Wow, they're all you're just it's a great, great cast, you all. It's it's just a beautiful film. People should definitely go see this in the big screen. It's out now, right? It's out at this moment in it's time. Out, it's so rolling across the country. country. Um, you know, and I think uh, there's a, there's some nice awards conversation happening. So yes. if it's not at a theater near you, maybe it will come back if we get some award um, heat. Um, I've been nominated for the Gotham, as you said, and that's yes. that's uh, November 29th. And then we're looking forward to the Independent Spirit Awards and SAG Awards and all that, you know, yeah. all of that stuff. I definitely, as I said, there's there's buzz out there around this film already. Yeah. And uh, so I, I, I see a, my little uh, clairvoyant <laughs> mind. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I do want to say again, it's not like any movie I've ever seen, and I've seen a lot of movies. Yeah. Um, it's incredibly powerful. If you like good acting and if you like um, grown-up stories, then this is really right up your alley. Yeah. It's a movie for adults, you know, for grown-ups. Yes. It really yeah. is. And and yeah. I know there, you know, I read a lot, obviously, and, um, you know, there's still, they say there's little hesitancy about the older audience coming back to the theater, but right. it, you have to give them a reason to want to come to the theater to go see it. and the all we all that's really out there well there are some good films out there too but are the big blockbusters and also when we know they can come right on you know we're going to get them at home in a couple of weeks I, or at um, the same our, time i think our movie will be on hulu in march and it'll be on video and demand in january so people will okay, be able so to people watch. can see it prior to the, the oscars and prior to I, the um nominations being announced I, and everything so that's yes. kind of exciting we have about a little minute or so but what's what what made you decide to become an actor, Reed? Jan, I was one of those freakish little kids that always knew he wanted to be an actor. I remember saying to some grown-ups at probably age five that I wanted to be an actor. I remember looking up at the mall. They were sort of circled around me. And I said I wanted to be an actor. And they all laughed very nervously and looked at each other. <laughs> like, it was this odd little boy. How does he even know what an actor is? But, um, you know, I feel like it was a a gift that was entrusted to me. Honestly, I don't feel like it's mine at all. I'm just the caregiver of it. And uh, when I had many, many, many years of not being terribly successful, you know, you really start to doubt your, I started to feel like I wasn't a good caregiver. Um, And that, that was hard, you know, to feel like I had a gift that I wasn't taking care of. Mm, That's an, that's a really powerful Think about it in that way. That's very powerful. Well, what a, what an honor to have you on the show. It's, it it was a pleasure. to see you. Thank you too. You. you too. And I look forward to having you back on the show when the menu Wonderful. comes out. Anytime. I'd love to come back.
back. And I'll be rooting for you at the Gotham uh, Awards when they are announced at the end of November and also a future award. So thank you so much. I appreciate you well, being on the show. Well, I just feel show. so lucky to have gotten to make this movie, honestly. If I never make another movie again, I feel like I made Mass. Well, it's, it, it is. It's very powerful. Everybody, please seek out Mass when it comes to a theater near you. I definitely recommend seeing it in the movie theater for sure. So thank you again, Reed. I appreciate it. Thank you, Dan. If you have missed any of the Jam Fry shows all about movies, you can go to my website, thejampryshow.com, or you can listen on wherever you get your podcasts, and that's uh, you can go to the iHeart Podcast Network, Apple, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. Go to my YouTube channel and subscribe. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Jam Price Show. Thank you all for listening. Jam Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jam Price Show, all about movies. 